you are listening to The Real You, the best podcast on self-development. Hello guys, welcome to The Real You. My name is Safar Mafimba and uh, I am your host today. In 2021, Happy New Year to everybody listening to me. I'm so blessed to have you guys as friends, as peers, as listeners, as people that uh, either look up to me or I look up to. Uh, I'm very sorry, guys, that I have not recorded an episode since I think just before Christmas. That's when we had our last episode of 2020. I really wanted to record uh, an episode that I titled uh, Vision, but unfortunately I wasn't feeling too well, Uh, so I've been waiting for an opportunity to record again. I'm still not very well, you can probably hear from my voice, but I just feel it's pertinent that you start off the year with uh, a good message, something positive, and something that can give you traction in 2021. So my prayer today is that the Lord may guide me into giving you the right materials, the things that will sustain you this year. And my prayer is also that you may be able to understand just uh, what I'm trying to say. Because it's one thing to have an individual communicating a message or sending a message, but it's another thing for that message to actually, uh, number one, reach the receiver, and number two, have the receiver understand the message and give the correct feedback that the message requires. So... I pray that uh, we may be able to understand each other, not just in this episode, but in the episodes to come. So now, done with the formalities. Uh, Today, I want to touch on something very quickly, very, very quickly. But in as much as the time itself in which I'll deliver this is a short time. The impact this will have cannot be put into words if understood correctly. The title of my message today, the first message of this year, is What is your blueprint? I wanted to title it, what is your blueprint for 2021 and so forth. But I realized that this is a a message that will maintain relevance in every year that you enter. Why? Because when you look at what a blueprint is, a blueprint is a plan. So how successful a project will be, say you're building a house, 
is not only determined by how much money you have for that project. It's not determined by the builders. Not everything is determined by the builders, but it is also determined by how good your plan is. How good is your plan for the year? Has everything that needs to be done in order for you to start the project, in order for you to start walking the journey of 2021, has everything that needs to be done, done? Have you done the due diligence? Have you looked at the terrain, the ground in which you want to build something this year? Is the building that you're trying to build suitable for the ground? Have you looked into your time? How much time do you have? How much time do you need to do this? So you realize that a business doesn't start when you purchase a building and when you get the product. The business starts in the plan. You don't pass an exam in the exam room. You pass the exam as you're preparing for it. How well you plan will determine how well you execute. I'm sure all of you can agree that it's very hard to execute something you have not pictured in your mind. Sometimes there are things you do so well and you say, but I didn't picture this in my mind. But you have to ask yourself, did I really not picture it in my mind? Because maybe you may choose to define it in that moment that I didn't picture it in my mind. But it's something that you may have pictured a while ago. And now you're acting on something that has already been established in your mind. So you don't need to think about it in that moment. So having a plan is very, very important. How many years have gone by in your life now? Now maybe you're 25, 26. Even if you're 18, can you remember what the other years were like? Do you have a recollection of the achievements you have made? Failure to bring out a book and you can outline your achievements year by year is a sign that you probably did not do anything tangible. And uh, I wouldn't want to hold you uh, hostage on that account, but I'm trying to get us to be better this year. 2020, most of us failed. Why did we fail? A lot of people say, well, COVID stopped a lot of things. It was so unexpected and I agree. 
but as I have always said, good is always looking for an excuse not to happen. So this year, once again, you have an opportunity. You want to do something good. What are some of the things that can go wrong in this planning stage? Think about those things that can go wrong. You know, when you think of things that could potentially go wrong, people sometimes would want to associate that kind of thinking with the lack of faith. Like, ah, oh, you know, that's just negative and I wouldn't want to think about what could possibly go wrong. But you realize that failure to anticipate that an enemy may come at your doorstep may prove you to be weak in the day that they actually attack. If you really think it's so negative to be thinking of the worst thing that could happen, why are you locking your doors at night before you go to bed? Why does your house have an alarm system? Why does your phone have a passcode? <laughs> you have to answer those questions. So I'm just trying to be a bit practical here. Uh, I won't get too much into the word today because I, I just want to talk to you guys. Uh, we have 51 more weeks to to be getting deep into the word and correcting some of these things but today you know, i just want to have a short chat with you like just talk about the importance of having a plan so now i just want to take you through just just uh, a short passage of scripture that really uh, caused me to think I've sat down on this one for I don't know how many minutes. Just thinking of this powerful, powerful moment. And I would like to share this moment with you. And hopefully it's as deep as it was to me. And once again, I apologize for maybe my lack of energy today. I'm just trying to avoid... Uh, having to cut this short due to the fact that I haven't fully recovered. But let's read this. This is from Genesis 28. Uh, and uh, if you've got a notebook, you can take it down and read it later. So it says, So Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and commanded him, saying to him, you shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. Arise, go to Paddan Aram, to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father, and from there take to yourself a wife from the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. May God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you so that you may become a multitude of peoples. May he also give you the blessing of Abraham, 
to you and to your descendants with you so that you may possess the land where you live as a stranger which God gave to Abraham. Then Isaac sent Jacob away and he went to Padan Aram to Laban, son of Bethuel, the Aramean, the mother of Rebekah and the mother of Jacob and Esau. Now, this is the part that I want to get. This is where I would want you to pay attention. Pay attention. Now Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him away to Padan Aram to take to himself a wife from there. That when he blessed him, he commanded him saying, you shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. And that Jacob had obeyed his father and his mother and had gone to Padan Aram. So Esau saw that the daughters of Canaan displeased his father Isaac. And Esau went to Ishmael and married, besides the wives that he had, Mahalath, the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son, the sister of Nebaioth. Right. So, with the complete understanding that it's quite hard to pay attention to a reading over audio, I'll just go through it and then show you what I want you to see. So this is a moment where a father is blessing his son, where Isaac is blessing Jacob. And while he's speaking words over Jacob, he tells him not to marry a woman from Canaan. He says, no, go and marry elsewhere. In fact, go to your mother's brother and marry one of her daughters. You know, in this, uh, in this time it was permitted and this is what i want you to see in this moment where jacob is blessed and is instructed his brother esau is watching as the father is blessing and instructing jacob but esau himself was not blessed in this moment and was not given any instruction but when you read as the passage goes down, it says, and Esau saw how Isaac blessed and instructed Jacob. And he goes on and doesn't marry a Canaanite woman as well. He goes, but he goes and marries his father's brother's daughter. You see that? Esau went and married his mother's brother's daughter but <laughs> let me go back a bit Jacob goes and marries his mother's brother's daughter and Esau was watching this and he says no 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 let me follow the pattern the instruction the blueprint that I've been given by my father, not directly, but the one that he gave to my brother. He knew that this same way of doing things would help him. Hmm. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. The instructions were never given to Esau, but he simply listened while his brother was getting those instructions. And he went and followed the same instructions. And when you read later in the Bible, 
you find that when Jacob finally came back and he came back with his wives and he came back with uh, cattle and all these things and he wanted to give Esau cattle and goats and so forth. Esau said, I, I have all those things as well. No need to give me money. I have that already. Where did you get it from? Where did you get that from? What he simply did, Esau, was to follow a blueprint. It wasn't given to him, but he personalized it. And this is where I'm getting at. The blueprint doesn't have to belong to you. The one that you want to use this year. There are people that are living the kind of life that is still in the form of a dream and a vision to you. The car that you're dreaming of driving one day, there's a man and there's a woman that's already driving that car. What was their strategy for success? How did they get to where they are today? Success doesn't happen by coincidence. Success is followed by its principles. When you follow principles of success, you attain success. So what am I saying? You need to do a study this year. Look at the people that have achieved what you want to achieve by reason of your encounter with those people, even whether it's through YouTube, it is still a way of encountering this person. Look at how they did what they did. And if only you can follow the same blueprint, you can attain what they have attained. I've said this and I'll say it again. There are certain people that represent places that you never, that you will never rather. There are certain people that represent places that you will never get to in life. Blueprints are not just pieces of paper where we draw. A person can be a blueprint. Some of the people that you had in 2020 are the source of your experience of misery in life. You know that guy, that rascal that took away nine months of your year, promising he would marry you. And right now it's, oh, there was COVID, there was this, there was that. Right now he's dating Mary. And you wonder, ah, how are the two connecting? Last year you spent hours and hours of time on the phone with people that you're not talking to anymore. Last year, all you did was act like a victim, gained weight during lockdown. You didn't do anything productive. While you were watching that movie, there was a blueprint of a fake life that you were downloading and putting into your system. And now you have nothing to show. Where am I getting at with this? I'm challenging you to plan something that you've never planned for this year. Do something that you've never done, even if it's one thing. Even if it's one thing. 
is the problem is sometimes when we set goals, you know, people set 10 goals, yet you've never achieved one thing on your list, yet year after year, you're setting goals, setting goals, and you set them. You know, I don't know what's with people. They like to set so many goals. They can't even accomplish one, but they always think setting so many goals somehow means that they'll achieve more. Why not have one goal? As organized as I am in my thinking, this year I only have one goal. Me. I only have one goal. And I was telling my friend this. I have one goal. One thing I want to achieve. You may ask, what is that? The one thing that I want to to do this year, I don't normally open up about my goals, but I want to be as transparent as possible so that you can get the necessary help from this episode. The one thing that I dedicated myself to achieving this year, and this is how I wrote it, was I want to lose myself. You say, ah, 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 too far. I said, I want to lose myself. Lose myself where? Where do you want to lose yourself too far? I want to lose myself in Christ. There are certain things that I want to achieve in the kingdom of God. I want to help as many people as I can. I want to get to the checkpoints of my destiny. I want to purge myself of things, of people, of associations, of a mindset that is qualifying me for being outside of my destiny. People always talk about qualifying for your destiny. But if you're not qualified for your destiny, it means you're qualified for something else that's not your destiny. So you have to disqualify yourself in order for you to qualify for the place that you want. So for me, that's simple. I want to lose myself. I want to lose myself. I don't know what your goal is. Some of you have said, some of you are thinking about it now, which is fine. Maybe some of you would want to rethink. But, trust me, 365 days in a year and you have nothing to show for it. Nothing to show for it. In nine months, a baby with a brain with billions of cells is born. Nine months. Life is given out in nine months. And how many of those nine months have you had in your life? 
but yet we can't seem to see any kind of life in you. The best way to live a transcendent life, a life that is above your current experience, the best way to change the quality of your life is to make quality choices. I'm challenging you to make the decisions that have been so hard for you to make in other years. Don't tell me I'm cutting off time wasters. I don't want to hear that. I'm sorry. Maybe some people want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Because I've realized that most people that talk about time wasters don't even know the value of their time. So how can you talk about a time waster when you don't know the value of your time? It means those people are not actually time wasters. They're destiny helpers because they're coming to help you waste time that you're already wasting. They're coming to assist you in wasting your own time that you're already wasting. How can you go through a day and not know what you have accomplished? Right now for me, this is about 1 a.m. when I'm recording this. Some of you are in dreamland by 7 and you wake up at 10. Huh? And you really wonder, does this person know the value of their time? You see, time is a very uh, complex thing to understand. And like I said, I want to be as practical as possible in this episode for you to understand. But I want you to understand that time management is not about you managing time per se. Because you can't touch time. You can't control time. But you can control what you do in time. And what controlling what you do in time is how we can control time as human beings. But the interesting thing about time is if you don't plan how you use your time, time has a way of planning what you will still do. Because even if you don't plan what to do with your time, you're still going to be doing something at that time. Whether it's eating, whether it's Netflix, whether it's sleeping, whether you're with friends, but an event will still happen. Which begs the question, is time really one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock? Or time is actually an event? Or time is actually an event? Because the Bible says, and time and chance happeneth to them all. Time happens. It's an event. So you control time by controlling what you're doing in time because time is an event. 
Even if two or three people are listening to me, it's fine. I just want to make sure that you don't make the same mistakes you made last year, this year. I really hope this year we can build you into somebody that can change communities. Somebody that when people think of is not a person they are ready to lose. The harsh reality is we can really live without some people. That's the harsh reality. We love all people, yes. But can we live without certain people? Yes. Some people say, ah, no, 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 no. If you want to argue with this notion, then you have to tell me why you don't text every single person in your phone every day. In fact, some of them, you've had their number for three years, you haven't talked to them. We can survive without certain people. But I want you to be the kind of person that people think of you and say, Yolanda, I need to hear a word from Yolanda today. She's so encouraging, so uplifting, so inspirational. Whether she's a businesswoman, whether she's a preacher, whether she's a makeup artist, whatever Yolanda is doing, I can't live without her. This is the kind of friend I have in my vision and in my sight. So, this is not actually what I'd planned to talk about. But I just found myself sidetracked in this moment. But before this episode ends, I'll ask you once again. What is your blueprint? If it's not a what, who is your blueprint? Who are the people that you are looking up to? Are you looking up to people simply because they're always cracking jokes? You know, certain people have become very famous for jokes, which is good as their gift. But if your life is centered around jokes and memes and stuff, what makes you think your life is going to be any better than a meme? Some of you, your lives are complete jokes, memes. When people look at them, they laugh, tears, they cry. What are you spending your time doing? Yes, you need time to play. Time to be with your friends. Time to chill. That time is very important. Because ideas are birthed in that time and you also rest. Play hard. I encourage people to play hard. I myself, I play hard. Those who know me, they know that I play hard. They know that. But they also know how serious I am when it comes to my work. That's the reason why I can be up at this time.
I'm recording. The reason why I'll be up for the next few hours. I want to be in isolation and I want to focus when I'm doing my work. But when I'm not, I enjoy playing. I just realized I said this episode would be so short and sweet, but uh, it just turned out to go in a completely different direction. But this is just my advice to you guys for this year. Focus on the right things. Have a plan. Follow that plan. Go through with it. If you've been struggling to accomplish 10 goals, try set 5. If you've been struggling to set 5, set 1. Set one goal. If you can't accomplish that one goal, then there's something deeper that is going on that is beyond goals. Maybe it's not even a goal. Maybe it's a wish list. And maybe it's not your goal. Maybe it's a goal driven by peer pressure. Where going to university becomes your goal. Not because it's your goal, but it's because you were told that's what makes an individual successful. So investigate why it's hard for you to set and accomplish goals. There's an episode that I did with Rodwell Dengea called Setting Goals. Listen to that. Listen to that. It's still very relevant now. Listen to that episode. So, thank you so much, guys, for tuning into this episode. And uh, I apologize for my croaky voice, but I really just wanted to talk to you guys. I, I missed you. <laughs> I missed you. But uh, I will see you soon. And in the next episode, I'll be back with all my energy and uh, take care of yourselves and uh, have a blessed 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 2021 in the name of jesus christ amen